Hey everybody, I'm John Small. And I'm Dan Bova. And from the Entrepreneur Media Podcast Network, this is Dirty Money. Investigators have called it one of the biggest corruption cases ever. You're one of the greatest con men of all time. You're the daddy of them all. But what does it take to be a good con man? I'm not guilty. You're the one who's guilty. Well, hey, Dan. Hello, John. How are you? Great to great to see you. Great to see you, and great to not be seen by our listeners. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't want to see me right now. That's no, for sure. No, no, not a lot of showering or 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 me care. <laughs> that's going a great on thing about podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a face for podcasts. Yep. So you know, I I uh, I wanted to tell you a, a fun little story. You know, we always talk sure. about how do people get involved. How do people get swept up in these these crazy crimes? So the other day, uh, my son Gus, who's a teenager, uh, need to have some blood work done. Mm. Uh, so he goes into the doctor, and they they take some blood, and then you know maybe it was like a couple of days later they they needed him to come in to to give like another vial or something like that, and he was like, they just took blood. Why do they need to take blood? And why do they need to take so much blood? Like why can't they just like make something that just takes like a drop of your blood and can analyze everything. <laughs> and I was like, Gus, you just invented Theranos. <laughs> did, so, he, did he so say that with how, a little black turtleneck on? And, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he sold me and I invested billions <laughs> of dollars in his company. But uh, I thought that was uh, pretty hilarious. funny. And that that's how, that's how it all starts. That is a good business idea. Somebody's going to come up with it, but nobody's ever going to, that poor person, nobody's ever going to believe that person, whoever the person know, is, comes up with a legitimate one drop of blood blood test. Yeah, seriously, it works, I swear. But anyway. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. I mean, the story we're going to talk about is a little different, but in some ways the same, because basically like everybody you know, wants to trust these dating apps, right? They want to believe mm. that the perfect somebody is out there for them and that people are on the level and telling him the truth, but it turns out that romance scams are one of the one of the most prolific types of crimes uh. that happen in this country. I was looking up some uh, statistics. According to the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, in 2022, nearly 70,000 Americans lost money to some sort of romance scam. Ooh. It's about $1.3 billion lost to romance scams. It's it's bad. I mean, the Justice Department also not to bore you with statistics, but it but it is interesting. Say that even though all these people are you know that even though there's seventy thousand people a year that are losing money to romance scams, the number is probably a lot higher because a lot of people are embarrassed, mm. you know, to to admit these crimes. I mean, it's embarrassing, you know, when <laughs> John, you 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 say that with such uh, conviction, <laughs> or, I can't help but ask. <laughs> were, were you a victim uh, of a romance scam? Uh, well, no, I was not a victim of a romance scam, although I have been married for, for 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> isn't a, marriage the, <laughs> the ultimate scam? The long con, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my bank account keeps getting smaller. I, I love you, honey, but my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, most people do not do not admit this so only 15% of fraud victims will report these crimes so it's a, it's a it's a serious problem and guess what con men are aware of the fact that people generally will not report 
these mm. kinds of crimes. And so they prey on these victims because they basically have a cover because people are going to be too embarrassed in many cases to even admit that they've been built out of money. My, that was a that was the sound of my heart breaking. By the way, <laughs> this is we should run this episode on Valentine's. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And you know we've talked about this before that the, you know the advent of the internet of social media has been like a gold mine for con men. Yeah, is that just the 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 anonymity it provides? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's it, the anonymity also. You know, you reveal a lot of information about yourself on these, you know, specifically on these dating apps and websites. And so they can use that information against you. They, they, they can figure out a way to become your perfect match. It's like, you know, if you like something like tennis, well, wait, <laughs> that's amazing. They like tennis too. Right. You lost your husband, you know, either to death or a you know, horrible divorce. Oh, they were a victim of a horrible divorce or, you know, a, a, a dead spouse too. So they they prey on that and they they get good at figuring out where to find your vulnerable points. So do they, um, you know, in these statistics, is there um, a type of target that of a person that's targeted more frequently? Yes, unfortunately, there is. And the FBI has said that the most common targets of dating scams are women over 40 who are divorced, widowed, and or disabled. Ugh. So if you are listening to this podcast and you fall into those categories, look out or just yeah. be a little bit more aware. But in many cases, the kind of common scam that, that most people are subject to is you know some guy will get in touch with them on one of these apps. He'll say that he you know he works offshore, like on an oil rig, or he's been deployed abroad in the military, and you know they start this relationship, and it's just like through like text and phone and through the app, and then all of a sudden he'll say you know oh man someone I know is sick, but they don't take American money here, or I really need to you know I it's just too complicated to be abroad and to wire this person money. Will you will you wire this person money for me? And that's where it starts. Or they'll say, you know, oh, you know, you sound so beautiful. And, you know, after talking to a person for two or three months, you're, you're, he's like, you know, send me some private photos of yourself. And then, you know, you send the, the nude shot. And then all of a sudden he bribes you and says, you know, I'm going to send this to your husband and your family unless you give me a certain amount of money. So this, these are the common frauds. And most of these frauds are just done without the people ever, ever meeting each other. Mm. But, we're going to talk about a guy today who took the next step. He committed, you know, romance scams, but in person. He actually, at certain times, would be dating more than one person at, at the same time and be conning them all simultaneously. This man's name was Derek Aldred, serial romance scammer. <laughs> When you mention a guy dating like several women at once, I cannot help but imagine like a Three's Company episode where <laughs> Jack has two dates on the same night and is bouncing from <laughs> from booth to booth. But this sounds much more sinister. I think I than saw that. that episode. Was yeah. that? Oh, oh wait, that was every every episode. episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For all our listeners over uh, over forty five, will probably yeah yeah that we'll, we'll 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 recognize this. But this, <laughs> I, I I get the feeling that Derek is not uh, a Jack Tripper. Uh, he is not a lovable no. Ball. Derek was a like pretty him. bad guy, or is a pretty bad guy. You know, it seems that he scammed about a dozen women uh, since two thousand and ten and built them out of 
around a million dollars. And like I said before, he would often have two or three separate relationship scams going on just during one time. And, you know, when one woman would discover the truth, he'd disappear quickly and move on to the to the other. It's kind of like the Ponzi scheme of of romance where he would... Uh, and, you know, he used different names and jobs and he would make his identities always have some sort of like financial prestige attached to it. You know, they were always very manly jobs. Like he was a decorated veteran or he was a famous surgeon or an air marshal or an investment banker. It's interesting because, you know, one of the advantages of saying that you're like a veteran or a surgeon is that you can also wear a uniform mm. which kind of identifies you as that thing and that is a really good trick that or a really sinister trick that con men use is they they wear uniforms because uniforms bolster the lie huh. and so Derek would often like come back you know meet his date in his scrubs or oh, you know wow. he would accidentally leave his military uniform in their closet you know so it just gave him sort of wow. a um, a prestige. So just uh, I would imagine a word of advice to anyone, check the label that it doesn't say party city uh, <laughs> on the scrubs or the military fatigues. Um. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was he was good. I mean, he would he would get like framed military, you know, honors things and hang them up on the walls. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he would he would play the whole thing. Wow. So he he had a type unsurprisingly, it was what we talked about at the top of the show. He would often look for women in their 40s and the 50s, preferred women who were divorced, and he liked women that had kids hmm. because I think he found that they were more vulnerable. They were sometimes you know, just more apt to be really looking for a guy to help them out with, with whatever they were going through. Wow. Yeah, and you can uh, break several hearts at once. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know. Wow, this. Why not? The more, the merrier for guys like this. Derek. I mean, you he... just sound amazing. I hope to meet you someday. Yeah, he would often present himself as sort of like a hero and a caretaker to these women, and he would, you know, be the guy that would step in and save them from like you know bad situations. And we'll see how he worked here. I mean, it sounds like there was a lot going on at once for uh, for old Derek but any any good uh not good but any examples that we could dive into to, to really see yeah you're right I will start with Missy Brandt who met Derek in 2016. She, at the time, was 45 years old. She was three years sober and at the end of a terrible, terrible divorce. She had preteen daughters. They lived in the suburbs of St. Paul, Minnesota, and she was a flight attendant. And at this point in her life, she felt like she was really ready to have a serious relationship. So she went on this website called OurTime.com, which I looked up before um, before we got on this call, and it uh, still exists. Uh, it is a website for middle-aged people, and I might, uh, you know, at some point, who knows, <laughs> uh, might have to be on OurTime.com, and it, it's terrifying um, when you open it up, but yeah. it exists. No, I can understand why a website like this makes sense. Um, it's sort of the, the older person's Tinder. Mm. So she goes on this site. She's new to this kind of online dating thing, obviously. She doesn't come from that generation. And she spots this 45-year-old guy named Richie Peterson, who was a career naval officer, a vet of the Afghanistan war, 
Uh, he was finishing his doctorate in political science at the University of Minnesota. So just like really good on paper, handsome. Mm. So she liked his profile and he sent her a message immediately and called her in the afternoon. And, you know, they talk about their kids. He says that he has two kids. He, they talk about their divorces. They talk about, yeah, he too is, uh, you know, on the, the, the uh, AA the AA uh, program and you know he too is you know on his third year of sobriety you know so all of a sudden he's got uh, a lot in common with her so you know you can see that, that a woman like this would be very apt to wanting to go on a date with this guy yeah so a few days later they plan a date he you know he's supposed to pick her up and so she's waiting for him and he just completely disappears he ghosts her and he doesn't show up he's really really late she keeps writing him where are you where are you and she's really mad at herself. She's mad at him. and Well, she's mad at him. And then she's also mad at herself because, like, why did I fall for this? God, you know, I'm whatever. I'm fated for jerky guys. And she writes to tell him that he's a jerk. And then she gets this random reply from a friend named Chris who said that Richie has been in a car accident and that he's okay. But the doctors uh, want, uh, you know, to give some extra testing because he suffered this terrible head trauma when he was in Afghanistan. And so they really just want to make sure that he's okay. And Chris, quote unquote, sends a picture of Richie in the hospital, you know, with his thumbs up, you know, smiling for the camera, like, don't worry, I'll be okay. Wow. So immediately, spoiler alert, this is a scam. There was no, there's no accident. Richie mm -hmm. has this, Richie, who is really Derek, has this picture that he's sent to many women and this kind of, I guess, sets up this immediate kind of uh, feeling sympathy for the guy. So when you see him the next time, you're like, are you okay? Oh, my yeah, God. You know? Yeah, right, right. Are you looking to buy a franchise? Which is to say, are you looking to buy a business that comes with a built-in support system and operate a brand that many people already know and trust so that you can be your own boss without the burden of starting from scratch? Well, if so, we have 500 of the best opportunities for you to choose from. Hey, I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and I am excited to tell you about the 2024 edition of our annual Franchise 500 list. Every year, Entrepreneur evaluates more than 1,000 franchises based on their growth, franchisee support, brand strength, and more, and ranks the top 500. These 500 brands cover every possible category, from beverages, to food, to pets, to lawn care, to massages, to child care, to electronics, to travel, to whatever you're interested in. Browse our list and you might just find your future. You can find it in the January issue of Entrepreneur Magazine or at entrepreneur.com slash franchise 500. That's entrepreneur.com slash franchise 500. So she meets this guy, Richie. He's a sweet, good talker. He takes her to expensive restaurants. They they go on vacations, four-star hotels. He's always insists on paying. He's a perfect gentleman. He even has this motorboat that he docked um, at a nearby marina, and he would take Missy out on this boat with his dog, his really, really cute dog. And her daughters really liked him. And a few months into their relationship, you know, everything is going really, really well, but she gets fired. And Richie, you know, steps up, tells her that he'd take care of her bills for the next four months and that she should just relax. And he basically like 
puts her in this frame of mind of like, let me take care of you. Like you mm. just, you just sit back and let me take care of everything. So at this point, unless I'm not understanding, he, he is actually paying for these things. Well, he actually isn't because mm. this is, this is what you will find out in one second. Okay. The longer they dated, things start getting weird. He would just sort of like not show up for dates. There was always some like drama around him, right? So he would like, they would be like, oh, she'd be like, meet me here. And then he wouldn't be there. And then he'd say, oh, I had to go check my daughter into rehab or, uh, oh, I had to put my beloved dog into, into, to sleep because he was, uh, because he was sick or, and he, and he always had these lingering medical problems and she was always constantly dropping him off at the hospital. So it's getting weird. And she's just like, this guy is, he's in one way, he's helping me out and he's really great. But in other ways, he's really kind of flaky. So she decides one day, and maybe this is not the best thing to do, but to take a little peek inside his wallet. Hmm. And because he leaves his wallet behind. And this is crazy that a con man would do this. So inside his wallet, she finds a Minnesota state idea with a photograph that was Richie, but with a different name, a guy named Derek Aldred. And the wallet also can, contains all these credit cards belonging to somebody named Linda Dias. Hmm. So she's like, what the F? So she Googles Derek Aldred and all of a sudden a half dozen mugshots of Richie pop up uh, with news articles saying like, you know, this is guy is a career con man. He's got a long history of deception. You know, stay Whoa. away from this guy. Can you imagine like her heart just drops? Yeah. And- oh my God. She learned all this crazy stuff just reading these articles that he, you know, he had posed as a firefighter. He scammed hospitals out of drugs. Uh, he once dated a woman in California and drained her bank account for almost $200,000. Just terrible, terrible stuff that he did. Wait, so all this information is is out there. So how is he out there? Like, was he ever arrested or he was like on the lam? Like every time he gets in trouble he kind of skips town. There are times that he's arrested and I'm going to tell you about that in a second, but he'll like maybe do like one day in jail and then the authorities don't take these kind of crimes that seriously, especially when somebody's in a relationship with somebody because they uh, kind of can't prove that like there was a consensual agreement about right. the, the credit cards and stuff. So it doesn't seem that bad. It's never really, that's another thing that comment are good at. They know how to do crimes that are like just kind of like gray area type crimes where yeah. they maybe get in trouble, but like not in big trouble. Oh, wow. And You know, and the state police really only have like jurisdiction over like their state. So a lot of times what he'll do is he'll move to another state. Right. And then like, you know, the Minnesota police aren't going to follow him to Texas or whatever. Right. Right. So that's another trick that he does. Yeah. So it's poor Missy. You know, after figuring out who Derek Aldred is, she decides that she's going to look up this Linda Dias who's, you know, who he's got all her credit cards. Well, it turns out he's also been dating Linda Dias. Uh, he, she'd all, he'd also met Linda Dias on OurTime.com. She also lives in Minnesota, and she's like a Christian, a military vet, a fellow conservative just like him. And he's been basically using her credit cards to pay for all of Missy Brandt's, you know, stuff like wow. you know, all the stuff that. So he's basically using somebody else's money to pay for Missy. You know, the con that he that he uh, perpetrated on this poor Linda Dias is like just as bad. I mean, he basically found them a house to rent in in St. Paul. He moved in and he had all he like I said he put like he he would 
put his Navy uniform like in in the closet mm-hmm. so she could see it and had like a purple heart and silver star. So Linda didn't Linda. So she's got the wool pulled over. Okay. She's also got. So now Missy calls Linda and her first reaction to Missy is, oh, this is just a jealous girlfriend. Mm. You know, like uh, he's just jealous that, you know, I'm with like with her guy. But then she does her own research and she discovers that Richie has been depleting her savings, not only her credit cards, but he's kind of he's gone into her into her jewelry box and ordered all sorts of new cards in her name. And he's also gone into her uh, retirement savings. So that was kind of the way that he would get his money is that he would win the confidence of women, then use the money that he was taking from one woman to then start a relationship with another woman and get her confidence and then get into her bank account. So it's kind of like I said, it's like almost like a Ponzi scheme. Jeez. And that boat that he would take her out on, well, that was bought through a credit card that he stole from Linda. Okay, so now Missy and Linda are on to uh, Derek. All right, so M- Missy obviously became her own detective. How? What does What does Linda do? So Linda basically, you know, changes her locks, breaks up with him. Mm. Um, they call the cops. He gets arrested. He spends forty eight hours in custody, and then they let him go. Wow. So so uh, you could rack up. Tens of thousands of dollars, of credit card, f- false things, and you spend the night in jail or two nights in jail, and that's it. Yep, not and he's just not, he a, skips not down. a bad deal. Right, he runs off, you know, and he believe me, he's done this many times before. So, you know, he's he knows the drill. He he got he got caught, but he knows that the cops aren't going to keep him in jail. He knows that if he skips town, they can't they can't track him down in another state. But he's kind of messed with some of the wrong women. You know, this like all these guys, they're going to get theirs eventually, at least you hope. And Linda and Missy become friends, and they start to kind of track down other victims. And they find this woman named Cindy Pardini, who is a tech professional in San Francisco, very smart woman. And she had met this guy named Richie a few years earlier. He had told her that he was an investment banker. And, you know, within months after them meeting, he had hacked into her retirement savings account and stole $250,000 from her and 660,000 airline miles. So Cindy has started this Facebook group and she's collecting all these stories on on other, you know, from other victims of Derek, Derek Aldred. There is this woman named Joanna Van Huizen. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, Joanne, uh, who is a Minnesota school teacher who we met. Uh, who met Derek on Match.com in 2014. And at that time, he also said he was an international banking lawyer. Uh, he once took her on a romantic Hawaiian vacation, but with, with money that he was stealing from somebody else at the time. And he ended up stealing $24,000 from her credit card. And Jeez. so, it, yeah, it's like all these women start, you know, and this is, you know, this is where Facebook can be a good thing where all these women kind of find each other on Facebook and start trading their horror stories. And, and they're like, how are we going to get this freaking guy? Like, yeah. he keeps getting away with it. And so luckily, Cindy, the one woman from San Francisco, the tech is really like dogged about, she has like made it her life's mission to get this guy. Yeah. Uh, and she becomes like obsessed with bringing him to justice. And every time he does something, she lets the police know. 
um, she contacts his college-age daughter. Turns out he actually does have a daughter, oh. and she's estranged from her father, of course, and hates oh, yeah. her father. And she talks to one of his childhood friends who tells her that this guy, Derek, actually was from a wealthy family and in, 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 in grew up in San Francisco. And, you know, she finds out that he's basically a lifelong con artist, that he's been scamming hospitals. You know, long before he was scamming women, he was scamming things like hospitals, car dealerships, country club memberships, insurance companies. Like, he has scammed everything and everybody around him, you know, since he was an adult. So what's what's interesting about these scams, uh, so far as you as you do describe them, it's not like he's uh, um, or at least maybe 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 this is a spoiler alert, but it's not like he's amassing a pile of money somewhere. It seems like he's just like living high on the hog on someone else's dime. But it doesn't seem like he doesn't have like a end game. Like, okay, I've amassed fifteen million dollars, and now I'm yeah, disappearing. I'm going to retire. No, I think part of it is like the thrill of just the scam. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure he ever really had any savings because he always uses the money that he stole from somebody, then pay for somebody else, and then steals money from them. So it's like he keeps moving on and kind of using the money that he stole from the last person on the next person to win her trust, and then he steals her money. It keeps going, and unbeknownst to them, they are tracking him down. They're talking to his daughter. They're talking to people that he knows, and they're and they're able to figure out where he is. And at one point, they find out that he's in Dallas. Now, unbeknownst to them, at the time, he meets this woman in Dallas. So he went from Minnesota to Dallas. He meets this woman named Dory Watkins, who's a human. He works in human resources. He meets her on this website called PlentyOfFish.com. He tells her his name is Rich Taylor, and then he's an employee for the Department of Defense. And he's worked as a Navy jet pilot. She's very impressed with his manly man Mm. jobs. But she becomes a little bit suspicious, maybe sooner than most of the women that he dates, because he just keeps canceling the dates. Now, the reason he's canceling all these dates is because he's not he's not able to coordinate. Sometimes he gets the schedules because, you know, he's dating like multiple women at once. So, you know, when people would pick him up at a hospital, it would just be, be because another woman that he was dating would drop him off at the hospital, you know, so he would cut and he would get the timing off sometimes. So that's why he would always like mess up the timing because it's like, you know, when you're juggling multiple women, it's it's hard for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a poor guy. Yeah, exactly. So one day, so she's wondering who the hell is this guy that I've like led into my life. And she notices that he left a um, iPad behind. And so she logs in and she sees that there's a message and it's it's that picture that we talked about uh, in the beginning of him in the hospital bed you know with a, with his thumbs up and it says the name under it it's she sees it in an email the name that it's sent from is from Derek Allred not from this guy Richie that she th- thinks that she's dating and she's like Derek Allred you know who's that so then she does her own research and she learns that that he's this you know terrible guy and she also learns that he's already stolen $17,000 out of her retirement account. You know, just to, just to interject, one thing that I'm going to do as soon as we end this <laughs> is, you know, these retirement accounts and things like that, that you, you kind of only think about maybe once a year during tax time. I guess it pays to maybe just glance at them every once in a while um, yes you know especially if you've got a lot of 
Like, just say you're some guy who has, maybe he has a lot of credit card charges on his card (laughs) that are legit, unfortunately. But I guess it's a good idea to just check in to see what's mixed in every once in a while. I know, you know, but it's like, it's easier for us to say that in retrospect, but like how many times when you're dating somebody and it's going really well, you think, hmm, I wonder if this guy is legit. I'm going to just check or check. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not not blaming the victims. I'm learning from them. (laughs) So here's where the story gets interesting. Through her connections with this Facebook group, she learns an interesting uh, little tidbit, and that is that there is a law called the Stolen Valor Act of 2013 Mm. in which you are not allowed to make a profit by using phony military honors. That's actually a federal crime. Mm. And so you're not allowed to basically use your uniform, which he has done, to, to profit. And she realizes that he's used his uniform in the sense that he's told her he's a military person. And by doing so, he is now committed a federal crime. And by committing a federal crime, he is now wanted not just by the local police, but by the Navy Criminal Investigative Service, otherwise known as the NCIS. Wow. (laughs) A show I have never watched, but is famous. So now he's like a federal criminal. And that is a whole different ballgame. So they track him down. They Go figure out, Dory. the NCIS figures out what, who he is. And at the time, he is dating this woman named Tracy Cunningham. And Tracy has just dumped him because she's like already like, this guy is a total loser. And I can tell there's something. But the cops say, look, or NCIS says, look, we actually, we can nail this guy. So we want you to set up a sting operation. So Tracy says, okay. And she agrees to work with the law enforcement. And she sends Derek this text and she says, you know, you know what? I take back the fact that we're break up. I'm really sorry, baby. I, I was so hormonal. Like let's, uh, let's get back together. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so she makes these plans to give him a ride home after his next medical appointment. Um, so Derek is standing outside the hospital and Tracy alerts the NCIS and they hightail it over there and they arrest him. And Tracy even, she drives over there knowing this is going to happen, even though they tell her to stay away. And she takes all sorts of pictures of it because she said, like, I had to. There's uh. <laughs> no way I was missing this. I wanted to watch them put him in handcuffs. Oh, um, that's awesome. So there are pictures, which we will we we can put in uh, entrepreneur.com of Derek in handcuffs flanked by, by two NCIS, t- NCIS agents. So they finally get Derek. After all this time, he pleads guilty to two counts of identity theft and one count of mail fraud and pretty harsh sentence. He's sentenced to 24 years in prison. This is in 2018 because investigators found that there were at least 25 other women wow. who had similar stories. And so that guy is probably not getting out of jail anytime Oof. soon. Oh, man. So you're safe, from, you're safe from Derek Aldred, but there are other guys like that out there. If you All you have to do is watch a Netflix and you you know you see like the Tinder swindler and the yeah. there's so many of these guys out there, um, so just be careful about who you meet online. Yeah, and you know, uh, like we started off by saying, I mean, a lot of, a lot of scams that we hear about in this realm, you know, they never end up even meeting the person. It's all these messages and things like that. But I mean, Derek, Derek put in the the miles and the time and showed up, and uh, you know, I could see how people could get fooled. Um, cause you know, if a guy seems nice and he's there and there's a human being in front of you, you know, your, your guard's going to be down. I guess another lesson of this is the whole too good to be true. If it seems too good to be true, then maybe it's 
too good to be true, yeah. and then also too weird to be good. Like, if yeah, like something's this- weird. Like, why is this guy always at hospital, and why is that? Yeah, why am I always yeah, picking him up, yeah. and why is he always late, and why is he so flaky? It's it's sad. It's sad that you know that con artists tend to dwell, tend to tend to pick on the most vulnerable of us in society. You know, I mean, you know, some of these women might not have been, you know able to get dates that easily and so like then when they find themselves you know with like a handsome former military navy pilot you know that's exciting for them so you know, yeah i think well i hope i don't know uh maybe you don't know this but the, we're, we're the you know he stole all this money he goes to jail but you know are they just left robbed? i think so how does that work right i mean sometimes the credit card companies will refund the money yeah uh when they find out it's a scam so i i know in some cases that happened but i don't know i mean he certainly doesn't have any money to pay anybody back because he didn't have any money at all yeah I right mean, he would just spend and maybe that was another reason he would spend his money because he knew that if he held his money that he'd have to give it away so might right. as well always keep it liquid and always keep it moving and so uh well man well, let's let's hope that he's found uh true love uh in the prison system <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Don't go in the showers. Don't drop oh, the soap. All right. Well, I hope I hope I hope he's very happy. Dan, this concludes another yeah. juicy edition, <laughs> heartwarming uh, episode of. Yes, yeah, uh, send it to your loved one on Valentine's Day. <laughs> At least I'm not this scumbag. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I, you know, we've we've joked a little bit, but obviously, you know, we we our hearts go out to anyone who's been involved in yes. a crime like this, and also, you know, as you said at the top, the embarrassment of it, uh, you know, um, I think people, I would hope people, even though it is, it can feel embarrassing, you know, th- I think the worst thing to do would to be silent on it and not try to um you know get back what's yours or get back your your dignity at least and hopefully you know cases like this just show that you're not alone that this happens quite frequently and you know you're not a sucker uh because this is you know that's very accomplished uh smart adjusted women fell for this con for years uh with this Derek Aldred and he's just one of them so you're not alone you're not alone. No and shame. A, a shout out again to Dory Watkins. I'm glad she effing fucking got this guy because that's great. Yeah, there's a there's a shout out to that that whole crew on Facebook. Take down Derek Aldred Facebook crew. Yeah, Dan. Until next time, keep it clean. I'll try. You know, uh, speaking of those prison showers. Once again, I feel like I need a shower after this episode. You, the the depths of crappiness people stoop to uh, just makes you makes you feel proud to be a human. Well, I'm glad I know a, a good person in you, Dan. Although I will be checking that credit card. <laughs> I told statement. you, I just needed your numbers just for one thing. You're gonna, it's <laughs> it's just it's free trial. Don't worry about it. Dirty Money is a production of the Entrepreneur Media Podcast Network. It is produced by Dan Bova and John Small with music by Rich Bova. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening.